It's all about the defense today on Locked On Mariners. We're handing out our team awards for the best defender, best starting pitcher, and best reliever on the Mariners in 2022. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Monday, October 24th, 2022. This is Ty Gonzalez and Colby Patnode for the Locked On Mariners podcast, brought to you by Simply Safe Home Security. With fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe, 24 7 monitoring agents capture evidence to accurately verify a threat for faster police response. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Visit slash locked on MLB to learn more. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear and if you want to hear from us even more please consider signing up for our patreon the link as well as our social accounts is in the description below and on the show today we'll be getting into the home stretch of our team awards for the mariners including best defender in 2022 best starter in 2022 and the best reliever in 2022 and also be sure to stick around to the end of the show to find out how to win an autographed cal raleigh card and more so, Colby, we got a few more awards to do uh, later on this week, uh, but let's start with Best Defender. Or actually, before we get into that, let's remind everyone where we're at with our team awards. Here's what we picked for uh, for everything that we've done so far. going to throw that up on the screen right now for everyone watching on YouTube. So, who's basically the platinum glove of the 2022 Mariners for you, Colby? I think really there's probably three legitimate candidates for this. Uh, I think it's either Cal Raleigh, A. Eugenio Suarez, or uh, Julio Rodriguez. Um, I think those are the three. I don't think I'm leaving anybody out. Uh, you know, it was kind of a disappointing year for JP and, and Frazier and, and Ty France. Um, so at least, you know, defensively, they weren't quite as good. They were still solid, but they weren't quite as good as we had hoped. So I think it's one of those three guys. Um you know, statistically, it's probably easier just from, you know, our standpoint to say it's either Gino or, or Julio because the plays they make are a lot more noticeable than things that Cal Raleigh does. Unless Cal Raleigh throws out a runner, most of Cal Raleigh's good defense kind of goes unnoticed, right? Not a lot of people care about pitch framing. Not a lot of people recognize the importance of, you know, being able to block that slider in the dirt uh, with a guy on second. Um, you know, so a lot of those, you know, calling a game, having a good relationship with your pitcher. A lot of those little things that really tend to add up, they, they kind of go unnoticed by the casual fan. But I think, you know, it's I'm, I'm turning into the Cal Raleigh guy uh, on the show. But I think I'm going to have to give my third award of the year to Cal Raleigh here. He's just so good for the entire season. Um, you know, again, he was he's the only guy nominated for a gold glove. Now, A, Juan Soto was nominated for a gold glove, so – yeah, that tells you how important nominations are. And B, A. Eugenio Suarez was not, and he should have been. So I think Gino's a, a really respectable answer here. I, I think you can get away with Julio. Like Julio was good. I don't I don't think he was great in center field, but he was pretty good. Uh, but I got to give it to Cal. I think he was just the best at his position uh, relative to the rest of the league um, in terms of, you know, Seattle Mariners. So I'd probably rank it Cal Raleigh one, then probably Gino two, and then I think Julio third. Interesting, because I'm actually going to go with Julio here, and totally Loser. not because you took Cal Raleigh, and I yeah. I just want to be different here. Uh, no, actually, you know there and there are uh, some numbers that that do support Julio here. 
uh, seven outs above average this year for Julio. Uh, and, you know, keep in mind, we didn't even think that Julio was going to be able to play center field uh, like this. Um, you know, I thought maybe they would try it and we would see, but he's completely blown my expectations out of the water. I think everyone's expectations out of the water in terms of how he played uh, one of the most premium positions in all of baseball this year. Uh, and, you know, he didn't necessarily have his Heisman moment, as we call it, uh, in the outfield. Um, he had some nice plays, uh, but he didn't have like the big home run robbery, anything like that until game three of the ALDS. Unfortunately, that uh, play that he made the diving catch to essentially save a run there uh, deep into extras is going to go unnoticed because they ultimately lost that game. Um, but I mean, the energy that that created when he made that play in the gap and knowing that he was coming up to bat uh, to lead off the, the very next inning. I mean, that place was buzzing. That was an incredible moment. That was an incredible catch um, to uh, basically save the Mariners season for that moment. Obviously it didn't help in the end, but uh, that was a great play. And just, you know, he made plays like that um, all year long and it just kind of, it became, it, well, not necessarily like that, but like there were Name diving another. catches. There were diving catches. There were there were Name some really nice plays. Specifically, yeah. exactly. Yes, yes. No, yeah. I'm not naming another specifically. Because you can't. Uh, exactly. <laughs> no, but seriously, the uh, like you know there were just some nice plays, and it just became kind of routine that like hey, like Julio is actually just legitimately good out there. He can cover a lot of ground, uh, and he's just solid. He's just rock solid out there. He's not like the best center fielder in the world, but he's above average, uh, and so that's he's way better, better than, than Kyle Lewis. Could. He's better than Kyle Lewis. He's better than Kyle Lewis. Doesn't necessarily have the big moment outside of Game 3 of the ALDS that, that Lewis had because Lewis had the robbery in L.A. and the robbery against the A's and all that. Uh, but those moments, I think, are going to come for Julio eventually, and uh, and I think we saw the start of that this year. So yeah. uh, we are going to be talking about the uh, best starter and the best reliever on the Mariners in 2022 in just a moment. Uh, but real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Simply Safe Home Security. As everyone knows, athletes rise and fall in the ranks, but when it comes to saving money, Simply Safe always stays on top. And right now you can save big with Simply Safe Home Security. They're giving listeners 40% off their advanced security system. Simply Safe was just named the best home security of 2022 by US News. I use it I love it. You'll love it too because at Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. And here's why I love it. With 24-7 professional monitoring, when a threat is detected, Simply Safe's monitoring professionals promptly contact you and dispatch first responders to your home, even if you're away or unable to respond. 24-7 professional monitoring costs under $1 per day. That's less than half the cost of ADT's traditional professional installed plans. Simply Safe blankets your home with protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Our monitoring agents, uh, our monitoring Monitoring experts rather use proprietary response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. Don't miss this chance to save big when you protect your home with the best. Get 40% off your order when you visit simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB today. Customize the perfect system for your home at 
simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB today. There's no safe like Simply Safe. You're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. So the best starter, Colby. There's a couple of interesting options here. There's a couple of interesting ways that you could go about this. Does Luis Castillo and the limited time that he had in a Mariners uniform count enough for him to win this award? Or is it someone like Logan Gilbert or George Kirby? What are you going with here? I'm going to go with Robbie right now. Um, I actually think I'm going to go with Luis Castillo here. Uh, You know, ordinarily, you probably don't take the guy who was, you know, only here for two months, but... Um, when you look at the impact of those two months and, and you look at how great he was in the playoffs, that has to weigh, you know, pretty heavily on um, on anybody's mind. So I think, you know, when you look at Castillo and you, you remember the domination against the Yankees a couple times, dominated, uh, you know, he dominated the Blue Jays in the playoffs, uh, really dominated the the Astros um, as well. And, and he was just so good um, down the stretch and, and so dominant. Uh, he gave the Mariners a legitimate chance to, uh, you know, get to the World Series. Uh, Castillo might be the best pitcher that's pitched in the playoffs. Uh, when you just kind of look at all everybody else's performances, it's hard to find somebody who had a better, uh, better month of October than Luis Castillo. And you know, again, while that's a very small sample, that's only a couple starts. It's you know, two massively important starts, uh, and I think that weighs. You know, Gilbert, uh, Gilbert was. Yeah. He was okay um, in his one playoff start, only got one. Uh, obviously, Ray had his struggles. And and I think, you know, Kirby just going seven uh, in an elimination game, a shutout ball definitely puts him in the conversation. Just think Castillo, we're just talking about who's the best pitcher on the Mariners staff. I think it's Luis Castillo, and I think what he did in the playoffs is enough for him to kind of leapfrog George Kirby, who was also very good in the playoffs, just did it for a few less innings than Castillo. So to me, I, I think – it's Castillo, Kirby, one, two, and then Gilbert, three. Um, but I think you could probably put any of those three, um, you know, at the top of the list, and I think you can justify it. Yeah, I heavily considered Luis Castillo here, but I wanted to go with someone that was with the team for longer. And that was George Kirby, who didn't start the season with the team, of course. Yes, yes, roll your eyes, roll your eyes all you want. But listen to these numbers, Colby. 130 innings pitch as a rookie, 25 starts, 921 Ks per nine, just 152 walks per nine. He struck out 133 batters to 22 walks. It's insane. 339 ERA, 299 FIP. And as you mentioned, was fantastic in the playoffs. Finished off his rookie year in incredible fashion with that incredibly impressive outing against one of the best offenses in baseball in the first playoff game in Seattle in 21 years. It was insane. It was an incredible performance. Seven sh- uh, innings of shutout ball. And he also gets the uh, the save in the 10-9 comeback win in Toronto. First time ever coming out of the bullpen uh, in a hostile environment in a one-run game. That was incredibly impressive as well. Uh, Kirby just had a magnificent year. Uh, was nasty all year long. And this isn't even the best that we're going to see out of George, George Kirby. And that's scary. But he was incredible <laughs> this year. Really? You, th- I think, you think he's hit his ceiling already, huh? <laughs> uh, I think George Kirby should be traded before other teams realize that he can hit him. Um, uh, George Kirby, the crazy thing about George Kirby right now is that like any other year, you and I would be pounding the table for him to get rookie of the year recognition because mm-hmm. he was that good. I mean, he was simply incredible. Um, I can remember like, 
three really bad starts in his entire first year. There yeah. was the one in Baltimore. There was the one against Oakland. I think it was Oakland or was it Detroit? Maybe it was one against Oakland, one against Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was it. And, and for a stretch of a couple months, he was not just you know the best pitcher on the Mariner staff. He was arguably one of the two or three best pitchers in the American League. Um, he was that good for a long stretch of time. Uh, and yet we sit here and we go, is George Kirby even going to finish in the top three of Hale Rookie of the Year? Top five? Mm-mm. I don't. I don't know. He should. He should. I, to me, I think it should go Julio, Adley, Kirby, Quan. Mm-hmm. That's how I would Agreed. have them. Um, and then pro- probably Miranda or Pena five. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't, I don't think Kirby's going to finish in the top five Rookie of the Year. No, I think um, that's how I I'm think Bobby this. Witt will probably get more votes. I, I think Jeremy yeah. Pena will probably get more votes. Like. I think the position players are, I, are a lot of the position players are going to end up getting more votes than George Kirby, and that's a I'll that's a disservice. I think it's possible that Kirby doesn't even get the most rookie of the year votes for a pitcher. I think somebody will will be cute and give it to Joe Ryan of Minnesota, who had a pretty good year himself. But I just I look at I look at you know the rookie of the year candidates, and I go, you know, Kirby was probably the third best player of or third best rookie in the American League. And nobody's going to care because he's on the same team as Julio, basically. And it was an insane year for rookies. Uh, You know, you you look at Julio and Quan and Rutschman and Kirby and Michael Harris and Spencer Strider, uh, guy in Kansas City, Vinny. Oh, Pasquatino. Yeah, Pasquatino. Yeah, Yeah. he was great. Like, it was just an insane year for Jose Miranda. Insane year for rookies this year. And as a result, the Mariners – you know, probably have the rookie of the year, but they honestly, you can make a pretty solid argument that they could have one, two, the two best rookies mm-hmm. in the American league this year. That's how good George Kirby was, but man, those playoff starts from Luis Castillo. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. I don't that's, think there's, that's a, impressive. I don't stuff. think there's a wrong answer here between either one. Right. I think the wrong answer is actually Logan Gilbert. Well, Which yeah. is interesting because, yeah. well, the baseball writers, uh, whatever, uh, Seattle chapter, they gave that pitcher of the year award to Logan Gilbert. Mm. And that to me is just kind of dumb. Like, I get what they were going for. Like, Logan was pretty good this year. Yeah. Lo- Logan but had, he had like a two, but Logan two was, month stretch where you're like, eh. Logan was worth 0.2 F4 more than George Kirby despite pitching, uh, like, what, a month and a half more than Kirby did this year? Yeah. He had seven more it starts is... than Kirby. He had a, a, he had a higher FIP. Uh, he mm-hmm. didn't strike out, you know, over a, a, a batter per inning. He had a higher walk rate. Like, I just, I can't give it to Gilbert. I'm not trying to take anything away from Gilbert's year. He had a really good year. But he didn't... Like he, there were times this year where he was the Mariners' best starter, but there weren't times where I was just like, yeah. Like compare, like now, like now that we have the full picture, now that we've seen George Kirby and we've seen Luis Castillo, there's nothing that Gilbert did this year that stands out above what Kirby and Castillo's ceilings were this year. Yeah, I mean, Gilbert had a really good April, pretty good May. Mm-hmm. Kind of a eh, meh June and July, 
he was one of the worst pitchers in baseball in August. In August, opponents hit 333, 383, 565 against basically in the month of August. Logan Gilbert made every hitter he faced Aaron Judge. Yeah. Well, and 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 you know, using Kirby as the the contrast here, Kirby never had a really bad stretch outside of, you know, the the end of the season where he gave up 5 to the A's and then 4 to the Tigers. Uh, with a one-run outing against the Rangers um, sandwiched in between there. Uh, but, you know, he, he gave up seven to the Orioles back at the end of June. And outside of that, he gave up no more than three runs in, like, most of his starts. Like, there was only – he only gave up three-plus runs five times, six times, six times last year. It's ridiculous. Like, that's just absolutely nuts. And all of those bad outings were just kind of sprinkled everywhere, right? It wasn't like one long stretch of just being bad. It was he had a bad start and then would come back and shut a team out or he'd give up, like, one run in, like, six innings of work. So, you know, same thing kind of with Castillo, too. Like, Castillo had those hiccups against the A's. That was really it. They were just kind of isolated bad outings, same as Kirby, Whereas with, with Gilbert, while he had the red hot AL or uh, April where he won the AL Pitcher of the Month, outside of that though, there were some long stretches as you mentioned in August where he was just he was he just wasn't good. He just wasn't mm-hmm. good, and then he finally turned things around in September. Yeah. Had a decent outing in the playoffs, of course. Um, you know, obviously had the big start in the the drought ending game, all that. That's great, but to me, Kirby and Castillo were able to bounce back quicker than Gilbert from adversity and were able to uh, have longer stretches of success overall this year. Uh, so let's move on to uh, to the bullpen. Um, I think a lot of folks, uh, for a lot of folks, it's going to be a pretty obvious answer here for the reliever of the year for the Mariners. Is it that obvious, though? I think you, you know who I'm referring to. Or is there someone else here that uh, might take this award? Well, knowing you, you're probably referring to Matt Brash. Um, of course, so. of course I am. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and honestly, Brash is uh, most years very consider, like very uh, much in the consideration. He was very good once he moved to the bullpen. I think it's going to be hard for anybody to pick against Andres Munoz just because of how you know dominant he was for basically the entire season uh he gave up that walk-off grand slam to boston i think to franchi cordero and from that point on he was borderline unhittable um unfortunately you know things didn't go perfectly well for him in the playoffs uh he had the one dominant outing against toronto is it toronto Um, yeah game one game one yeah and then really struggled in game two he didn't give up a run but just didn't really have anything. And then he struggled in his in game one of the, of the DS uh, as well. Pitched fine in, in game three, uh, unfortunately only able to go an inning. So the playoffs may have tainted his, his resume a little bit, but I still think it's him. I mean, I, I again, Eric Swanson definitely deserves consideration here, uh, but I, I find it hard to pick against, or I find it hard to pick against, uh, you know, Munoz. He was just so good for so long. And looks like what one of the five best relievers in the American League, maybe in all of baseball. So maybe I all think of baseball. Yeah, yeah, I think you almost have to pick Munoz uh, just because of that. But I, I do think that you know Brash deserves some love here, and I do think that also Eric Swanson deserves some love here. 
Um, I, I think it's in that order. I would, and I would probably say Munoz, Swanson, Brash, mm-hmm. um, in that order. I, I think that's probably the way you go. But again, just it's just so hard to to overlook what Andres Munoz does. You you basically have to invent a reason for Andres Munoz not to be the the winner yeah. of this award. Yeah, Munoz is my pick as well. Uh, you're talking about three, uh, 13.29 uh, Ks per nine, 208 walks per nine, 249 ERA, and a 204 FIP. Uh, he was worth 1.9 F4, which I believe was seventh in all of Major League Baseball for uh, for relievers this year. Dude was just nuts. And especially when you factor in uh, that he wasn't particularly who he was until June-ish. Um and that's kind of, you know, dra- the first two months of the season are essentially dragging those numbers down. It's just he had a ridiculous year. Uh, but, you know, do want to give uh, Eric Swanson some love here because, you know, he was pretty good last year, but nowhere near this. I mean, statistically speaking, Eric Swanson was also one of the best relievers in all of Major League Baseball this year. Uh, K per nine of 11.74, uh, walks per nine of just 1.68. He didn't walk really anyone. Uh, 168 ERA as well, a 185 FIP, uh, and he was good against both lefties and righties. He was even technically better against lefties than he was righties, and he faced more lefties than he faced uh, righties. And uh, lefties slashed 200, 222, 295 against him. Only four earned runs off of him uh, from lefties, just one home run, just three walks, 43 strikeouts against left-handed hitters compared to 27 against righties. Um, I know what you're thinking. I can see it on your face. I know you're thinking about the Jordan Alvarez at bat, and no, we are we are not going to uh, go down that rabbit hole today. I will not allow you to drag us down there. <laughs> I do. I need I need a I need a couple more weeks to uh, fully uh, emotionally recover from that uh, situation without uh, screaming and saying a bunch of words that uh, might get us both fired from the Locked On Podcast all, Network. All I'm gonna say is. What did Eric Swanson do against Jordan Alvarez when he had the chance? Oh. Mm. Um, yeah, Swanson was so, really I'm good. In so, I'm in so much pain right now. <laughs> yeah. um, and by the way, you know, I know it wasn't a great year and he's, he's faded down the stretch again, but you got to keep giving some some credit to Paul Seawald. Um, just kind mm. of a, a really solid reliever. Um, you know, again, second year in a row, he's kind of faded in September, but he had a huge performance against the Astros after, you know, a, a big fail against the Astros in game one. He really bounced back very well. Um, and, you know, he's kind of he's kind of the leader out there in the bullpen um, in a lot of ways. He's, he's exactly what the Mariners, you know, um, you know, he's like the poster child of what the Mariners can do to pitchers. Um, you know, be your best self. And, and that's, that's kind of what they preach out there. And, and Seawald's is the living example of it. So, um, you know, I do think you have to give some credit to him. He's probably a fourth, I would say a distant fourth in this discussion, but it's, you know, the mayor's bullpen was so solid this year that you, you don't want to leave anybody out. Um, but I, I do feel like it was those, you know, those four, uh, for the most part, it's, it's Munoz, Brash, Swanson and, and Seawald were kind of the, the big force. And, and I hope they give him some help. We'll see if they're all back next year. You never know. Bullpens are pretty volatile, uh, both in performance and, uh, you know, trade markets and things like that. So we'll see uh, how many of those guys come back. But I did want to point out Matt Brash real fast. Uh, as a starter, Brash was uh, 312, 442, 455. <laughs> that's, that's not good. 
as a reliever, Matt Brash was 202, 310, 239. Mm. Uh, the only real issue he had as a reliever, 16 walks in 30, uh, in 30.2 innings. That's high. That's high. Uh, it's, mm. you know, basically four and a half per, per nine. You want that to be a lot lower, but he also did have 43 strikeouts in 30 innings. Um, you know, it's 12.6 K per nine. Uh, you can survive with the walks at 4.5 per nine if you're going to strike out that many guys. But I do think that there's another gear in Matt Brash. And I, I think, you know, it sounds like the the plan is that he's just going to be a reliever here, at least entering uh, next year. Uh, and I do wonder if maybe the preparation there will help. Um, you know, we could see that if, if Brash can get that walk number around three, I mean, the Mariners basically have their own hater Devin Williams type of thing going on in that bullpen. Uh, and they just have to put the pieces around it to, uh, to get to those guys uh, as frequently and as safely as possible. All right. So we, um, We'll do team MVP. We're also going to do game of the year, which is a little bit different from best moment, which we did uh, a couple shows ago. Um, at least to me, my my choice is different than my best moment pick. So we'll. Yeah, we we'll all know what selfish you. pick you're gonna. You're, yeah, we all know which one you're gonna pick, Ty. Actually, actually, you don't. Selfish. You don't because selfish. that would be that would be the selfish. same as my best moment pick. And I have already confirmed that it's not the same. As See, the so then what he's going to do is he's going to pick that Atlanta game. Because I wasn't there, and he doesn't want to give me any like, oh wow, look, Colby, you were there for that game. He doesn't want to like. I'll I'll let I'll let you do that. I'll let you pat yourself <laughs> on the back and reminisce and, See? and daydream. Yeah. I win, I win. There you go. Yeah. Oh, wait, real real <laughs> fast, mean, did we did we not give Julio's home run derby enough credit? Like in the best moments, do we even mention it? I think we did mention it. I think yeah, we did. I, I, we right? did mention, yeah, I'm yeah. Say, and I mean, it was, it was a great moment. It was a great moment. He should have won. Like, let's just say that. The 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 formatting of of the it's home run derby is stupid. It's stupid. He should have won. Surprise. He put on the best show of the entire night. Like Julio was Major the League star. Baseball got it wrong again. What? It's cool. He'll Man. win next year. He'll win next year in front of everyone at T Mobile Park. And uh, <sighs> you know he's yeah, healthy. All, all will be well. Don't you put that evil on us, Ricky Bobby? <laughs> Don't you dare put a, put that evil on us. Okay, uh, before we get out of here. Uh, we are doing a pretty big giveaway, a multi-tiered giveaway. And I have a graphic uh, that I'll throw up on the screen in just a minute that breaks down the uh, the prizes and the goals for those prizes. But, Colby, show the folks who are uh, watching on YouTube right now what they could potentially win. Sure. So already uh, we've already reached one of our milestones. So somebody will walk away with this autographed Taylor Dollard card. Taylor Dollard, probably pitching pitching prospect of the year uh, in the Mariner system. That one will be given away, just like all of these cards will be given away or however many um, milestones we hit. Those cards will all be given away uh, sometime after the winter meeting. The day or two after, or, or the first show after the winter meeting, we'll give all these cards away. Uh, up next on our little milestone wish list, uh, if we hit if we hit that, we will give away this Taylor Trammell autograph card. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, if we uh, the next tier up or the next milestone we hit, uh, we'll go ahead and we'll give away this autographed Jared Kelnick card. It is numbered. It is from Tops. It's a really beautiful card. Um, and so yeah, if you want to win that one, make sure you check out the graphic. Ty's going to throw up here in a second to learn how. Uh, then. Uh, you know, you love them, 
big dumper for our next milestone. We will give away this big dumper Cal Raleigh autographed card right there. Um, it's a really pretty card as well. Uh, <clears throat> we'll give that one away. Uh, then kind of the two big prizes here, uh, our two biggest tiers. This is a Mike Cameron limited edition autograph card. Uh, it is from the Tops archives. Uh, it is a certified autograph. Uh, it's a really cool card. One of my favorites in numbered, my personal right? collection. What, what yes, number it is. is it? It is 34 out of 70. Nice. And then finally the big like home run, like probably not going to happen. Otherwise I never would have put it up for bid or for giveaway. Uh, but I do have this graded autographed Logan Gilbert draft card. It is number 32 of 35. It is a uh, 9.5 Jim Mint uh, graded by Beckett. Uh, the autograph is a Beckett 10. So it is a beautiful card. It is in near perfect condition and it is graded. And so that's what we're giving away uh, to find out how to win. Uh, Ty's going to throw up a, a lovely little graph and explain uh, what you guys need to do. Yeah. So as Colby mentioned, we have already hit our goal for the Taylor Dollard autograph card. So we're going to be giving that away. That The goal on that was 4,000 uh, subscribers on YouTube. And you guys smashed that on, what was it, Friday, I believe, when we announced yeah. the, uh, the giveaway. Uh, so next up is uh, 4,500 YouTube subscribers. We will give away the Taylor Trammell autograph card uh, when we hit that mark. And then uh, 4,500 YouTube subscribers also fills out uh, part one of two uh, for the goal for the Jared Kelnick autograph card. The second part of that, uh, we want to get to 3,000 Twitter followers. I believe we're around 2,300 or so on, on Twitter at, right now. We're at 2,408. 2408. Okay, so we need about six, uh, a little under 600 more uh, followers on Twitter. That's LO underscore Mariners on Twitter. Uh, so if you have a Twitter account or want to make one, head on over to LO underscore Mariners on Twitter. Give us a follow and uh, help us reach that mark and we'll give away the uh, Kelnick autograph card. By the way, I should mention that uh, in order to enter this giveaway, uh, all you have to do is just be subscribed to our YouTube. We just need one place to see that you are subscribed to us somewhere that we can uh, verify and, and all that so we can put you in the drawing. Uh, all right, so after the Kelnick autograph uh, is the Cal Raleigh autograph card. That goal is 5,000 subscribers on YouTube. So once we reach that mark, we will be giving that away. Uh, and then finally, the two big ones, uh, the Mike Cameron autograph card. I think you guys can help us uh, reach this goal, uh, but we're going to need everyone to uh, to chip in here. We want to have the most subscribers of any Locked On MLB podcast. Uh, we're second right now behind Locked On Astros. They currently have around 5,400 subscribers. And, of course, they're in a World Series run right now, so they're going to be getting more and more. But I think with your guys' help, we can catch them in the next six or so weeks and uh, get one of you this Mike Cameron autograph card. Finally, the, the big one. This one, I, I don't know how this could possibly happen within the next six or so weeks. But if you get us to 10,000 YouTube subscribers, Colby is going to give away that beautiful, graded Logan Gilbert autograph card. So if you find a way, no bots, no bots, no creating 50 million burner accounts, none of that. We want it to happen organically. 
Share with your friends, share with your family, share the show with even your enemies. And uh, help us get to 10,000 subscribers on YouTube, and we'll uh, we'll get one of you the uh, Logan Gilbert autograph card. All right, so that's going to do it for our show today. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tiding Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, C A N E G N Z L C, and Colby at CPAT11. That's C P A T 1 1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen. Now, for your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast featuring the biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts just like us. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Peace.